Hello, everybody. We are back. Josh Thoughts Official Sports Podcast, Episode 9. Um, today we're going to talk about something very close to my heart. Hit me. Hit me hard a little bit. No, just kidding. It didn't hit me that hard. But um, just to get right into it. So Cam Newton blocked me on Instagram. And um, a little bit surprising. Definitely a little bit surprising. So... Just to paint a timeline of events, as many of you know, I am a Patriots fan, and last year, Cam Newton started for the Patriots, and to be honest, I was, I'm a defender of Cam. I view myself very much as a defender of Cam. So basically, you know, as the year went on, there were flashes really you know, really great moments, but there was accuracy issues. He had injury issues. Injury, what the hell? Not a word. Injury issues is the proper thing to say there. And, you know, basically, as the year went on, it didn't really look good. And the point I tried to make to a lot of people is you look at the team. They went 7-9. and There were like three games where they basically lost on the last play. The Seahawks game, they got stopped on the goal line. Fourth and goal run, you know. And then you had the Bills game where fumbled going down and, you know. And I guess part of that is Cam's fault. He did fumble, but it's like, you know, some of those things are just a little bit unlucky. And they went 7-9, and but, I mean, people forget, this was the receiving core and the team that had people saying that Tom Brady was done, Right. So he, he stepped into a team that was the team. So you had the year before Tom Brady ended his career as a Patriot with a pick six to the Titans. And he had Edelman, you know, we go into the cam year, Edelman gets injured. So you're talking about basically one of the worst receiving cores in the league at the time, you know, and I love Jacoby Myers, but like, he's not a one, like he's a great three. I love him for the Pats right now. Awesome. Awesome receiver. He's just, you know, it was just a situation where there wasn't a lot to work with. I don't think people understood that you have a guy, Tom Brady, who literally leaves this team, gets a good receiving core, and that team wins the Super Bowl. And that team also had a better defense than the Patriots at the time. You know, this team's defense wasn't what it is this year. They've added, you know, Judon, Barmore, a bunch of guys, you know, the younger secondary guys are starting to get better. You know, Duggar, you have J.C. Jackson's playing great. You know, Jawan Williams getting in there. Like, Patriots defense right now is great. That team that went 7-9 and nine with Cam was not a great team. So, I think overall, you know, and he bridged the gap. You know, like, he came in, he didn't, you know, he did what he was asked. He tried to do it to the best of his ability. He got a lot of crap from fans. And you're coming in after Tom Brady. Like, nobody is going to be Tom Brady. So it's just, you know that's going to be a disappointment. And he just took that situation, got paid very little money. For the price, he played very well for what he was being paid, which was like a million dollars, which, you know, is a lot. But in NFL quarterback terms, is nothing. So, you know. So I was kind of a defender. I, and what happened was I had sent him... Um, the only real interaction I had with him, which is, this is probably why I got blocked. And it, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was a social media manager. It could have been anything, but 
I sent him a DM one time telling him about how I thought he was getting all this unnecessary shit, told him he was doing a good job, like just to keep, you know, keep going and that a lot of Pats fans still were realizing how much he was bringing to the team, even though there was issues. Um, and then the second message I sent him though was after the Pats had cut him. And basically I sent him a thank you message. It started off, you know, thank you kind of went into, you know, I appreciate everything you did for the team. This was a really difficult situation. Like, you know, it's, it's sad that it ends like this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I did have a little section where I kind of went into, you know, I was disappointed to hear that you're not vaccinated because, you know, I hope you can find the time to do the research necessary to, um, you know, make the decision that's, going to be best for your career and for your family. Basically, something like that. I was not, like, blasting him for being anti-vax. If you view that as being blasted, then, you know, I'm sorry. It's just it's just unequivocally safer to get it than to not get it. You know, so it doesn't, you know, it's just really not a conversation. If you've done the research, you, you know, the legitimate research that needs to be done, um, but I wasn't making it, I didn't think I was making it sound the tone like that in the message. I was, the whole message I was saying, you know, thank you, thank you, you know, the un, the vaccine situation's unfortunate because, you know, that's, that might, I, I think I may have also said that might be why you're not, you know, with the team or said something alluding to that. But it's true, like, I still think Cam would have been the starter. If he was vaccinated and didn't have that time spent away from the team right before the start of the year, I think it was it would have been safer, and I think the team would have been better off the bat to just start with Cam Newton. You know, I don't necessarily think that the team would be doing worse um, than it's doing now if that had been the case. But that was the thing. You know, in the previous year, Cam got COVID. There was a whole situation with that that made him leave. And then when he came back, he was rusty. You know, he had to get back into it. And this is all in the middle of trying to learn the Patriots playbook, which is impossibly complicated. So, you know, at the end of the day, the Patriots were also looking at that and not wanting that to happen again. And it was already an impediment that he was out, you know, before the season. So I think that all kind of led into the decision. But I really wasn't trying to be, like, mean or rude to Cam or anything. I was just stating, you know, thank you. Appreciate everything you've done. Hope you find a new team. You know, get back in the league, whatever. So this is the this is the messed up part now. So, so then I send the message. Like, I've never gotten any response or anything, so I don't know if he's even seen it or anything. Um, you know, sometimes if I send a message to a celebrity, too, I know they might not read it. It's not like I think they need to be reading it or whatever. It's just, you know, I feel like there's enough people sending superfluous nonsense messages around. I more use it just as a journal to kind of mark down my thoughts, you know, in a certain situation, if I don't have the output, might want to just do a little something to keep busy. So later on, now he gets signed by the Carolina Panthers and comes back. So I hear the news, I'm like, oh, that's so, you know, that's great for him. Because I know he didn't really want to go out like that. I didn't want him to go out like that. He's still a dynastic talent. So I went, I was going to go congratulate him. So I tried looking him up on Instagram. I'm like, I can't find this dude. 
I cannot find this dude. What's the what's the issue? What's the you know, what's the rub here? I can only find like his merch account or whatever. Then I'm like, oh well I know what this is. You know, you got the block. So then I go to basically went online to get a to just look up oh Cam Newton Instagram because someone will have a link to his account. If I click it and I can't go there, then I know I'm blocked for sure. So went and did that, was blocked, and I'm just like, damn. Cause it's because now we have to remember, since then, Seahawks were gonna look into sign him, gave him a call. Apparently the call started with, Are you vaccinated? Cam said no, and they said, Alright, well, uh, you know, keep us posted and just let it like so I think after that, he has been vaccinated since then, too. So either way, you know, I think it's a little bit silly. Like, I was trying to be a true, genuine fan and just say something that's, uh, you know, give him some legit truth in addition to, you know, thanking him at a time when a lot of people weren't. You know, a lot of Pats fans weren't. were happy to just turn against him, throw him to the wind, say that he's awful, whatever. Um. But, you know, can't win them all. And at the end of the day, maybe it's a social media manager that just, you know, was like, why is this account DMing him? And just, you know, did it that way. Either way, who knows? Uh, but at the same time, little bit, you know, definitely puts a damper on the fanhood. So I feel like I'm trying to, you know, even if, yeah, either way, it's just... I'm sitting here giving you praise when pretty much everyone in my entire, you know, area of fanhood for the NFL is doing the exact opposite. And then it's like blocked. So, you know, whatever. Either way, not trying to get salty about it. Just got to keep it moving because, yeah, you know. Either way, though, it's true about the vaccine thing, though, because then it's like the only reason I could have been blocked for something that I actually said was the criticism over the vaccine. Then he gets the vaccine. So I guess, you know, the entire action is hypocritical. But beyond that, a lot of weird stuff happened and definitely more things in our reality are illogical than logical for sure. So. Keeping it moving, I wanted to circle back to some Aaron Rodgers stuff because it's so funny. Like, I make that little defensive Aaron Rodgers, and then all of a sudden he does all these things. It just loses all of my respect. It's crazy how quickly he kind of 180 on himself there. Um, and just to get into it a little bit, to defend my previous defense of Aaron Rodgers, I will say, I think that I want to take back apologize to, you know, Bill Simmons, Colin Coward for their segment where they called him a diva. Because I do think that's fair at this point based on what he's just done, um, which is so insanely ignorant and ridiculous. It's just hilarious. But um, to take it back a step, let me say, the Packers shouldn't feel differently about him. The Packers organization... I still believe criticism to the point of they should get rid of him. I think that is absurd still. You know, what I do think is valid, though, is criticism of his character as a leader and as a, um, 
you know, as, as just an individual with influence, honestly, because you, it's just so funny because you have an individual who basically lies, pretends that he is vaccinated, decides to mislead the press, and then through that lie is allowed to break several protocols. So when everyone else in the NFL, all the other players are who are unvaccinated, at least they have still agreed to follow the rules set forth by the league, which was the entire agreement to begin with was you can be unvaccinated. We'll let you be unvaccinated, even though it's way less safe, but you just have to do all the, you know, you have to actually wear a mask and you have to actually take the precautions necessary to avoid the flow of COVID-19 to the level as if you were vaccinated. That's basically what they're doing. And part of it too, is just to punish you for not being vaccinated as well, because you know, in this instance, you being well actually threatens their value and their money. If you're sick, they're going to lose money. So they don't want that. So they're going to do everything in their power to actually keep you healthy enough to play. You know, CTE or not, let's put that aside because whether they care about that or not, whether they care about long lasting things, you know, that's a different story. Um, but basically, it's just, it's just a privileged look. Because here, like, I'll defend, you can defend a lot of the things that's happened with Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't had the best coaching. He hasn't had the best teams, the best team building. You know, the situation with the draft, I would defend him. You know, he got salty about the draft. You know who else was salty about the draft? Tom Brady. You know, it's like, it's just, I'm not, you can't be mad at a guy for that. If they think they're great, you know, that's part of rising to that level. But like where this crosses the line is it starts with the lie, but then it continues with the breaking the rules. And then when he talks about the reasons why he lied and why he broke the rules, the answers he's given basically ruin this perception that he's an intelligent individual who's done research. Because it's just, it's just so weak from a scientific perspective, just all the, all of the, he hit all the anti-vaxxer points and it's just... It's just silly. It's it's silly. It's played out. It's drawn out. It's I'm done with it. It's there's there's people who have a legitimate understanding of science or at least know the basic foundations of it. And those are the people whose opinion I actually care about and who we all should care about. You know, and it's just it's ridiculous. Um to hear him justify why he should have had special treatment the entire year, never wearing a mask in press conferences. You know, it's just, while everybody else has to actually obey the rules, and he gets away with it because he's so good. But if you can't see why that wouldn't be offensive to a teammate or a different individual, I mean, you're smoking crack. I mean, nobody wants to wear the masks. Nobody. I mean, that's why you should just get the vaccine. I mean, I feel like the most legitimate thing with the vaccine is just you're scared of needles. I mean, because you're talking about <laughs> the percentages of you having a, some kind of weird reaction to the vaccine is is lower than the percentage of you catching COVID and dying or having long-lasting effects or whatever. It's just, it's just silly. And then you add in the the part about shedding the disease versus not shedding the disease. It's just, you know, 
but I'm sure there's a bunch of fake research that contradicts, you know, everything I've said, just the basic, you know, foundations of how we understand pathogens and, you know, vaccines have been required for years to get into schools, meningitis, bunch of other diseases that have basically been eradicated by vaccines. But now all of a sudden, you know, it's because it's, it's the, it's the 21st century. So it's new. So we can just tell a bunch of lies about it on the internet. doesn't matter. Um, but I'm going to get off that topic because, as you can tell, I'm getting angry about people being misled, you know, just for stupidity's sake, honestly. At this point, it's it's sad to – I feel bad for people who can't take the vaccine because of a medical – a legitimate medical reason. Like they are allergic to something or, you know, they're too immunocompromised to even get a vaccine or whatever it is. I feel bad for them because for the rest of us, for vaccine population, it's basically, we're basically living in a normal world again. Um, you know, even when you have to wear a mask, it's just the pressure's a lot lower because, you know, you're not worried about, you know, having really bad cases of COVID. You're not worried about it. I mean, they say if you get COVID with the vaccine, that if you didn't have the vaccine, your COVID case would be way worse, you know, and that's just an extrapolation of the evidence of, you know, has been very few or no deaths from COVID when somebody has the vaccine versus there's a ton of deaths, people that don't have it. And then the severe cases, it follows in the kind of similar pattern. I had a cousin who had COVID and with the vaccine and it was pretty bad. And I can't help thinking to myself, would this guy have died if he hadn't had the vaccine? And not really, I feel thankful about that, that he had gotten it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it's tricky. It's a tricky situation, you know, a lot of misinformation out there. Please do research and please do actual research. Look at who is doing this. Is it a news organization? Is it a scientific organization? And, and if it's a scientific organization, who is funding them? Who is funding them and what are their motives? I mean, this is shit that we have to consider on a daily basis at this point. Um, but I guess with Aaron Rodgers, like, it's it's extremely frustrating for a leader of a team to kind of take this stand where He's lying, he's skirting the rules because he can, because he's in a situation with the press conferences, the team would have to punish him. The NFL doesn't punish that thing. The team hands out the punishment. Well, they don't want to punish him because they want him to stay because they're realizing Jordan Love isn't Aaron Rodgers and now they're, you know, they're not going to be able to do the, uh, you know, they really thought they were going to be able to do the uh, three, you know, three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row. It's just hilarious to think that. I mean, just by numbers alone, it's impossible. But, you know, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Jordan Love proved me wrong. But at this point, you know, is what it is. So Aaron Rodgers, it's just hilarious too because he's – that's the other thing. I mean, I'm sorry. But for people who understand science, it's just the anti-vax shit. It's, it's old. It's it's drawn out. It's stupid. It's we get it. You're scared of needles. Everyone's nobody likes getting needles poked in them. And if you do, I think you're you're a little bit nuts, and that's okay. But 
Um, I really think that's what it is. I think people are just scared of needles, and so they want to come up with every all these other reasons why there's an issue with it. But you know, in reality, it's kind of just just looks really looks really weak and silly to get every other vaccine under the sun, you know, and then be like, no, not the new one. It's new. There's a microchip. Like, come on, man. So. Regardless, it just it just ruins all of the built-up cachet Aaron Rodgers had of, oh, he's a smart, you know, football player. And I guess, like, that is one of those things where you don't think about it, but, you know, I'm not saying football players have to be geniuses here, but it's just he puts on this air of, oh, he's so smart, and then he goes on Pat McAfee to defend his vaccine this unvaccinatedness, and it's like, oh my god, this guy isn't as smart as I thought. Or, I mean, it's just, it ru- it ruins that reputation, honestly, frankly. And it is unfortunate. Um, like, I still think he's a great player. Still think Green Bay should keep him, stick with him, but it's just like, ooh. And I, I can't believe he did this literally right after I defended him. Because when I defended him at the time, I didn't really know the extent of what he was doing in the press conferences and his disregard for the rules on multiple different occasions, going to a Halloween party, just just, just basically using his privilege of his situation to skirt the rules that others had to abide by or be in a bad situation. And I think that's like the opposite of a leader. And then also this whole this all comes back because of the initial lie. The lie which had allowed him to break the rules. The lie which had allowed him to do take a different, easier path than all the other teammates and all the other players who were unvaccinated who had to go through this process. You know, he was, and it wasn't everything, it's just certain parts of it he was, you know, avoiding and who knows how much he was avoiding in green bay you know it's not like they're going to punish him again you know which which is fair because he's a great player he should his relationship with the team should not be altered by this situation this situation just to me makes me dislike those individual actions i'm not going to say i dislike him as an individual because i don't know him at all but it's just those actions i don't like from a team perspective from a leadership perspective um, and yeah, that's, uh, I had always been a defender of Aaron in that category. I've always erred on the side of, we don't, we don't really know, like, you know, how great of a leader he could be. And I know he is a, he's definitely a good leader in many senses, but this was a action in my mind that was a misstep and it's a distraction and it creates a distraction for a million different reasons that's just completely unnecessary, completely superfluous and could have been avoided if he had just told the truth and just followed the rules like everybody else has to in the league, you know, but he wanted to have his own little whatever because he, because he put two freaking thoughts together and made a, you know, a dumb anti-vax thought and then wanted, you know, so he doesn't need to wear a mask because, you know, because he's just outsmarting the room. He's just outsmarting, you know, the world scientists, yeah, great. It's just that bothers me a lot. So, anyway, it's gonna leave it at that. I just wanted to, and I'm still, 
I still stand by what I said of this should not affect whether Green Bay wants to keep Aaron Rodgers. The football product is too good. He's a good player. I do believe inside he seems like a decent person, but the certain things he's done is now bothered me. This is one of them that just, I think, is deserving of criticism, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't think everything the media said about him is deserving of criticism. I don't think his relationship with Green Bay should be threatened. I think Green Bay should continue to pursue keeping him on the team because he's a great player and the pros outweigh the the cons maybe that might be there. Um, but that is... Uh, that bothered me a bit. Just the lying, the running around the entire issue, and then the just the, yeah, I just, I don't like that. Um, but I'm going to leave it at that, guys. This has been the Josh Lots Official Sports Podcast, Episode 9. I'll see you guys later.